everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast, where we talk about all things related to athlete performance, rehabilitation, and wellness. My name is Dr. Michael Falk, and I'll be hosting today's episode. I'm joined by sports dietitian Nicole Kernin. Nicole talks about why nutrition is important for athletes, common mistakes she sees with nutrition, and the importance of timing with nutrition, specifically related to pre- and post-workouts, tips for athletes trying to gain weight, and nutrition for injured athletes. I know I really learned a lot today, and I think you're really going to, to enjoy this episode. Welcome to another episode of the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Nicole Kernin of Way of Life Nutrition and Fitness. Nicole is a registered dietitian, personal trainer, and is board certified in sports dietetics. Nicole takes a holistic approach to nutrition, believing that both the mind and the body must be involved to make long-lasting change. Nicole also has a very diverse background, working in everything from restaurants to health clubs, hospital settings, and then high school, college, and professional sports team. So thank you uh, for coming on today, Nicole. Welcome to the show. I'm very excited to chat about nutrition with you today. Yay! Thank you, Michael. Yeah, so I always like to start with just a little bit of background um, for people that are listening. Could you just share a little bit more about um, what led to your interest in, in nutrition and then what you're doing now at Way of Life Nutrition? Sure. Yeah, I think at a really young age, like literally eighth grade, I remember precisely um, just having this understanding that how we fuel our body determines how we feel. And um, being that I was always a dancer, um, I think that, and even at a young age, you know, beginning that process, I could still tell like, oh, there's a difference if I do this or if I don't do this, you know? And so I didn't even realize that there was a career in that, um, at that age, you know, you're not thinking about that stuff. And so it wasn't until high school then that um, I had some really wonderful teachers that uh, led me to the, the field of dietetics. And then that's pretty much where it all began. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, Lauren and I are, are you know, we'll, I'll share that we're, we're personally working with you now and we've really enjoyed that. So we were yeah. kind of having a conversation of uh, what we wanted to talk about today. <laughs> you know, we've been wanting yeah. to have nutritionists on for a while and, and go through different things. Um, as we started talking, I was instantly like, this could be three or four episodes. So this will, sure. always be, can. <laughs> this will be part like one of, you know, three over the next, you know, yeah. however many years. But uh, uh, I thought we'd want to, just start by diving into some basics initially today, and then uh, maybe go a little bit deeper into the world of like uh, nutrition with athletes. So just start with some basics. Um, I know from talking with you that you're really not a fan of like the diet culture that kind of exists in our country right now. Um, What are some big problems that you see with with this and how it impacts nutrition and, and just the overall health of people? Oof, it's such a big question. Um, I, I, you know, I think the, the main thing is how diet culture warps how we see and feel about ourselves. So really how I look at it is um, as an individual, so many people put their own self-worth into how they look. Um, and really that's so driven by media and, you know, AKA diet culture in general, right? Like you are not enough unless you're doing X or you look like this or, and so that's where I mean, where 
in in the many many years that I've been in practice, I have seen firsthand how damaging that can be to just an individual is an individual's human existence, you know, just their, their, their whole self. And, um, so it's really important that, that we understand that, that nutrition, yes, can be complicated depending on what it is that we're dealing with, with an individual. And at the same time, it's actually relatively simple and it's so much of it has to do with reconnecting with your body and understanding what it needs, not based on what you think you should be doing or what you've been told or what you see, but truly based on what feels right to you. So um, I'm not sure if I fully answered that, but yeah. really it kind of just, <laughs> I no, hope I, think, I said enough. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that was perfect. And I mean, it's something that, you know, kind of going off of that too, it's, like, I think our field has, there's a lot of misinformation at yes. certain times with like, you know, we kind of joke that it's like Dr. Google comes in with like all these different things, but I can't I imagine from what I hear in my office about what people yeah. think about nutrition and this fad diet and that, yes. you know, I'm going to cut out X, Y, Z thing. And I'm like, there's just so much misinformation. There's so much mis misinformation and it, it is. It's, and I think that that's also, you know, what drives me to do what I'm doing today and also having, you know, my own podcast too, is the fact that people are so misinformed and I like to kind of debunk all of that, provide some clarity on some levels, but also I'm really a big fan of just people making their own decisions. And if, if some people really want to go a particular route, that's their choice. You know, I'm certainly not about, you know, don't do this, do that kind of a thing or, but I am, I am a really big fan of having overall awareness. Right. Um, but it is that the misinformation out there that's so upsetting uh, because people are just, they're just constantly in the state of confusion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. <laughs> I mean, I like to think I know more than the average human being. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, having gone to school sure. so long and having yeah. some background in exercise physiology and stuff. And even with that, I struggle to, you know, sort through some of the nutrition stuff that's yeah. out there. And uh, it's, yeah. a, it's a, the internet can be a scary place. <laughs> Well, the thing about nutrition is all of a sudden it has become a business. It's become something to sell yeah. versus it's the foundation of our existence. <laughs> Without food and water, we don't live. You know what I mean? I mean, we really have to reel it back a little bit and get yeah. back to, whoa, wait a minute. You know, what were we actually you know, we were meant to eat certain things and a mix of certain things, because if we, you know, they work synergistically together, there's a reason for it. We have the ability to digest lots of different types of things. Like, you know, we could, we could take it way back, but um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I know just from working with you a little bit um, as well, that you find mindset, behaviors, habits to be directly connected to nutrition. And, and personally, I found that actually very helpful could you elaborate just a little bit on what you see as like the connection between kind of the, the mind and habits and things like that and, and what we're eating? Yeah. Um, so I, again, I feel like that's also kind of a big question and could it be answered in some different ways? So I'll just try to, I'll try to work with it here. So, you know, when I kind of talk about that, it's, it's a matter of, of, 
again, could be answered several different ways. <laughs> you know, we have tendencies of based on our behavior or how we think we have to operate in our life. We skip breakfast. We are so busy that we don't have enough for lunch. And then we're so freaking hungry at dinner that all of a sudden we're, you know, eating at dinner and then we're eating after dinner and then we're still eating again right before we go to bed. You know, yeah. that's what I mean by that. We've, we've kind of lost that connection. That's what I mean by mind body in a sense too, of listening to our bodies that we need nourishment actually throughout the day and mostly during the day, not so much at night because of physiology, how our bodies actually operate. Um, and so that's what I what I mean by that when I when I say that the other thing too is the whole concept of again going against our body because we're following something that was set up outside of ourselves, aka some type of you know diet or weird thing, right? <laughs> right? right? Only eat mushrooms for three days in a row and then add a banana and then oh my gosh, yes. your life will change. Yes, yeah. it will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, you know what I mean. So, yes. so we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna see the Nicole mushroom diet. Uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> never, never, never. <laughs> no, I, I think that's, I think that's really helpful, and it's something that, um, I mean, just speaking from my own experience working with you, that it was something that I've never thought about before until we started talking through my schedule and I started yeah. paying attention more to this stuff, and it was like, holy cow, like I understand exactly what. Nicole is trying to explain to me and you know it really makes so much more sense than you know it's more than just a meal plan it is and I think that if I can just say one more thing around that you know we so often treat our bodies like an object to control versus something that we we need to work with and we need to to nourish during the day on lots of levels not just food and hydration but also like, when do I need a mental break during the day, right? When do I even operate best during my day? You know, it's really getting in touch with all of those things because when we're so out of touch, it, 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 that, that determines everything. It determines how your whole day goes, you know, and I'm flailing my hands right now because it can just get chaotic then. And then we're, we're really unhappy at the end of the day. So it really is, it's getting really, really into what do, what does my body need again? intrinsically what do i feel like i need yeah yeah no i think that's that's perfect and i've just really enjoyed kind of that approach it's been very enlightening for me and um thanks for kind of sharing sharing a little bit of that for everyone that's listening so i want to kind of switch gears here and start going a little bit towards athletes um you know largely the population that you know we work with is, is younger athletes professional athletes high school athletes um some active adults as well but um kind of I just know from working with the younger kids that there's a lot of confusion and and just issues that we see all the time with, with food and nutrition and timing. So in your experience working with kind of high school or college age athletes, what are some common areas that you see athletes struggle with consistently? (laughs) Hands down, skipping meals and hydration. So it, it, it is, it's definitely timing and hydration, usually not getting enough in the right areas. Um, and also this whole, this whole concept, uh, this whole thought process of, I can't eat before I work out because I won't feel good. And it's like, no, 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 no. The, the issue, 
<laughs> the issue that we actually find is that a we're not eating enough during the day even leading up to the workout so then when you do finally eat you know it can your body will react a little differently or we're not hydrating enough you know prior to that workout so then when you do eat that can also affect you in a different way too so timing is so crucial so so crucial that's perfect that's where that's one of the areas that I wanted to go into. So <laughs> let's let's talk about timing a little bit um, for somebody. Yeah, you because know, we get that question a lot. Like, what should I eat before a workout in a game? So, what do you what do you see as like that time of day that athletes should eat and things like that? So the thing is, is that our our pre our pre game event or workout nutrition starts the minute we wake up. <laughs> <laughs> and and really you're constantly recovering that's the whole concept too and so that's why staying on task with these things is so so important no matter what your goal is goals can have a have a uh, have an effect on these things too which we can get to so um no matter when that event is so if your if your event or training is in the morning or your event or training is in the afternoon it's really kind of eating the same way you would any you know regular day so if if there's a game in the in the evening you've got to still start off with a solid breakfast again for an athlete in particular depending on what their goals are if they're kind of a, if they need to put weight on keep weight on um then they really need to be eating sometimes for some of my high school athletes because they need so many calories in a day i'm having them eat every two hours um, but a lot of times it's every two to three for an athlete in particular, it's not going any longer than four. And typically based on someone's training schedule, four hours is too long. So it's really, really important to kind of work with that two to three hour increment, depending on what your sport is. And I, I want to also make a disclaimer here that everybody is so incredibly individualized and that's, what's really important too. We can't make generalizations about nutrition because nutrition isn't a generalized thing. And so I really want people to hear and understand that just because um, that can also get people into trouble too. Um, So everybody has very, very different needs based on their sport, based on their body comp, based on any goals they may have based on their growth. I mean, especially the young athlete, it really is a different ball game for sure. Mm -hmm. I think if we did a, if we could, you know, pause the podcast and do a quick poll, I don't think we'd have very many high school kids saying that they were eating somewhere between every two and four hours. That's right. Or every eight right. to 12 hours, you know, the skip meal. And that's precisely right. And then you have to question what the quality is during that time too. So if we are educating our young athletes here, quality is everything because your cells have to be fed. You know, if your cells are not fed, your body can't function you know, it's getting the quote unquote energy, but it's not getting what it needs to perform and repair and also sleep and think. So. No, absolutely. Um, so staying on the theme of the young athletes, we, I don't know that I've really met a high school kid in a while that um, doesn't tell me they have a hard time with breakfast. And I don't know if this is something that's different up here, but it's, it, I grew up in Texas and um, we seem to start high school later down there. I don't know if it was when I went to high school or it's a different in, in cultures or, or timing here, but we talked to a lot of high school kids that are like getting up at five 30 to get to school for their first class by seven twenty or whatever the case yeah. is, which seems insane to me, but um, different, different uh, uh, point, but they end up, what gets cut a lot of times is breakfast. Um, either mm-hmm. they don't eat it at all or they don't, you know, they don't 
grab something to on the go. Um, why is breakfast important? And do you have any kind of advice for uh, breakfast tips for someone that's in that situation? Mm-hmm. Well, in particular, because if you're an athlete, the, the, the thing about a young athlete is not only are we still growing and we're still developing, which requires a tremendous amount of energy, but now we're putting additional stress on the body by having, you know, a grueling training schedule in addition to an event schedule. There's a lot of demands on high school. I feel high schoolers now more than ever, you know, um, and not even to go in into that, like back in my day, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do think about that often. It's just very different. Um, and so why is that meal? Because it, it sets the tone for your entire day. Um, you know, we, it's good to, to not eat after dinner in general, you know, typically, again, I don't want to get too much into that. Um, but when you're an athlete, you have got to start eating, you know, kind of immediately. And so starting off with, you know, good protein, enough carbohydrate. Um, so even if things are, packed the night before, because usually it comes down to, you know, the kids I'm working with are sleeping right up to the last minute. (laughs) And so it's more of just a preparation thing isn't happening versus, you know, they're, they're not getting it because they're not hungry per se. So either, you know, putting a bunch of smoothie stuff in a blender and putting it in the refrigerator and just blending it in the morning and going, you know, or packing that PBJ and fruit, uh, you know, or, you know, whatever that might be. I mean, it could be a lot of different things, but a lot of times it really just comes down to, to planning and having things ready and available. Yeah. I think that, uh, that makes sense. I can see how that could really be important for somebody that doesn't have a ton of time. If they can do things the night before, that would, uh, that'd be helpful. They can eat it in the car in their first, first period Absolutely. of class or whatever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because otherwise we're starting off already in a deficit. And that's putting more strain on the body that eventually will lead to injury of some sort or just feeling bad. I, I agree. I mean, that's why we, we don't give any specific advice, but um, we do always try to talk to people that are in our office with injuries about what are some of their nutritional habits, because I just don't think you can separate the two. Um, you know, I think you can't, especially in younger kids. You can't. Yeah. Um, so we kind of talked a little bit about the timing every you know, two to four hours, um, depending on, on the person. Um, but we, we hear a lot of people that and you kind of alluded to this, they say like, Oh, I can't eat before a game or workout because it makes me sick or, um, et cetera. So kind of what are some good, some good guidance or general, general guidance on like, what should a snack or meal before a workout or after a workout, um, look like for, for athletes? Sure. So, if, you know, so if we're assuming, let's assume that we're, we, we have taken in breakfast, we have taken in lunch, we hopefully have taken in a mid-morning snack, and then it, we're going to have practice at, say, 3, 3.30. So, you know, it, it, if you're kind of a nervous trainer, where I get a lot of that, where kids are just like my nerves or what have you, sure, that's completely understandable. How can we get nutrition through fluid then? And that would be kind of my main go-to with that because of the fact that, A, we need calories, we need the carbohydrate, we need enough coming in, but we also need the hydration piece, which is another area that that can lack for a lot of high schoolers and generally, a lot of the younger athletes, period. Um, so, as well, to be fair. Well, sure, of course. <laughs> yeah. 
So, um, you know, but younger athletes don't have that thirst um, mechanism fully developed. And that's another, you know, reason why too, they could be severely dehydrated and not even know it. So that's why we have to keep on task too with our hydration just in general. But when we're dehydrated, our gut doesn't work well at all. And so if we're dehydrated and we're trying to eat something, yeah, we're probably going to have a little backlash from that. So being hydrated is first and foremost, and you can't make up for hydration right before practice. (laughs) You got to start that right away in the morning and just be consistent with taking in, you know, eight to 12 ounces every hour and a half, two hours kind of a deal, you know, really is what you're looking for. Um, other, other foods that are broken down. The other part that is, is also essential too, is the timing of it. So depending on when their lunch period is too, can determine the what prior to, to the, the training. But if you eat and if you eat something an hour before training, that is not going to affect you at all. That is not literally going to affect you at all. And so cliff bars would be the easiest. They're designed to be consumed while you're moving. Um, even just some dry cereal is a good idea. Um, or, um, so if it's going to be an hour, you can get away with a handful of nuts and a lot of dried fruit, even maybe make, make a gorp, right? So a little dried fruit, some nuts, um, some cereal, some pretzels, excellent combination to kind of do. And again, that stuff is just easy. It digests well, it, it's going to be a non-issue. Yeah. Uh, I think one of my favorite go-tos is pretzel, um, pretzel banana and string cheese prior to a workout because you're getting two different types of carbohydrate that you need you're getting just enough protein to help um, provide some amino acid going in and conserve your muscle mass also slows the release of that carbohydrate into the bloodstream but you're also getting the potassium which you need for that muscle health and you're getting that sodium which you so desperately need to especially if it's in hot weather you're a heavy sweater so that combination alone is just fabulous. And again, easy peasy on that gut. Yeah, no, I, that, I have a hard time believing that that would, uh, you know, yes, I eat a giant like burrito bowl or something right before oh, practice. I can, I can buy that upsetting your stomach, but having some pretzels, bananas and string cheese, that seems like that everyone should be able to manage that. Yeah, you have the burrito bowl after. <laughs> that's your post recovery. That's perfect for your post recovery. Yeah. <laughs> no, and that's and that's perfect. That's kind of my next question. So when someone once someone finishes game practice, etc., um, what do you look for in that um, post recovery meal? Yeah. So again, you know, carbohydrate is our best best friend for so many reasons. It decreases the stress um, response that that. Um, is elicited by, uh, you know, activity like that. It also, again, provides us with those B vitamins, which is so, so essential for the formation of serotonin. It is also essential for our recovery. Um, It will and does aid in recovery. Protein cannot do it. What happens is when we consume too much protein, that's converted to carbohydrate because that's what your body needs to actually heal your muscle. You don't need a ton of amino acid post um, exercise. You need that away from your exercise. So that's also the misunderstood piece as well. So it really is getting in enough carbohydrate and getting in just a little bit of protein um, for that initial, for that initial recovery, you know, so recovery drink of maybe 10 to 20 grams of protein max. It has been proven time and time again that there's no additional benefit to more than 20 grams of protein post exercise the remaining of that really needs to be carbohydrate. 
And how much carbohydrate you need is completely dependent on your on your own muscle mass. Um, that really is a precision thing. Essentially, you want to look for a three to one ratio in general. If we're going to generalize anything, that's essentially what I'm what I throw out there. Okay. No, that's uh, that's helpful, and I think that's definitely probably surprising to most people because everyone we hear is like protein after like protein after protein after and i don't think enough it's, people so, mis- talk no. about the carbs. it's so misunderstood and if anything that will create more stress on the body and will actually create more inflammation to be honest because that the protein doesn't decrease the cortisol only the the carbohydrate does so if that's the case then what happens is your muscles stay more damaged longer and it takes forever for your body to break down that protein into usable carbohydrate so we're really we're already losing time then with recovery. Interesting. And that's just really important to understand. Yeah, no, I think that's uh, that's definitely one of those myths that's floating around yeah. out there that won't go away. Like forever. I know. I'm like, seriously, have we not? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so let's switch gears um, and talk a little bit about weight gain. Um, okay. Something that, you know, we see again, we, one of our clinics is in a baseball gym. I know you have yeah. a background working with baseball players. Absolutely. As much or more so than any other sport that we worked with in baseball and young kids, it's all, you know, everyone still talks about mass equals gas in terms of throwing velocity. Yeah. Everyone wants to put on weight. And a lot of the athletes really struggle with it. They work, they feel like they, they're doing the right stuff. They're really trying um, and they're just not seeing results. So what are things that you've seen in the past with athletes that are struggling to gain weight um, and mistakes that they're making? So there's a few things. Um, timing is number one. So when I'm working with someone that that needs to put mass on, we are eating every two hours. There is no qualms about that. And if we're trying to work around school schedules, we'll work around that. But um, we're usually providing very high calorie very, um, you know, just high nutrient packed, you know, mini meals, if you will, if they have to be spread out a little bit longer. So the consistency of that intake is usually where most people go wrong. The other thing is, I will have, I have seen that some, uh, some athletes can do fine when they have that structure during the week. And then the weekend, there's, they're skipping meals right and left. So then their their average intake over a course of a seven day is way lower than it needs to be. And there's no way they're going to put mass on them. So I can't stress enough how you have to be literally consistent every single day, including weekends, no matter what. Um, And people, especially if they're not working with a professional that can help them with this, don't understand how much they're truly expending in their in their training. So usually so much of it is they're not taking in enough enough nutrition period. Everyone's just walking around just, you know, not getting enough is essentially what it is. And in order to actually put mass on, not only do you need that base level just to maintain including your, you know, activity levels, but you usually need an additional 500 calories more. And on some of these kids that I've worked with, I'm talking about four to 6,000 calories a day I'm usually working with. And um, that's a commitment. That's a true commitment. But it's important that they understand that is truly what it requires. Yeah. No, I know Mm -hmm. it takes takes work. I mean, we... um... 
from every athlete that we've talked to, especially some of the, we've worked with a few guys that have done this successfully and are playing in professional baseball now. And, you know, anytime that they're trying to add more weight, it's like, they'll come home, they'll come in and just like, man, I forgot how hard this was. Like back when right. I was a young kid, you like mm-hmm. how much work it took. Um, and that's what we try to, um, kind of talk to people about is like, it's one thing to say that you're going to do this, but like, do you really know what it takes? And people it's are, a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They almost like, like, well, I just need to work harder in the gym, which then yeah. gives them the bigger caloric deficit right. going in the wrong direction. So Yeah, you got it. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, any kind of the timing's really important, I know, but um, I know you've seen athletes that maybe haven't put on like good weight and have developed some really bad habits through trying to go through this process. Any yeah. just kind of overall tips on like healthy ways to like what it should look like if you're if you're doing this in like a long-term healthy way versus just trying to pour everything into your body as possible oh gosh Uh, well i mean that's that's a tough one i mean i think you know what's important is we we talked about this slightly um earlier is that is the quality of what you're taking in you know or uh, how much fast food are you taking in in the course of a day how much you know packaged things that might not have as much actual nutrition and again i'm not picking on that stuff at all um because there's a time and a place for all of that and we still have to go really what is the quality of what it is that i'm taking and i might be taking in 4000 calories but am i actually getting anything from that and that's usually where inflammation stays high and that's where weight uh, uh, the weight that you're not looking for gets put on because sure, we've got the energy coming in, but we don't have the nutrition coming in and that's, what's different. So it's okay if we're going to do a fast food meal, it's not a big deal, but is that three meals a day? Is that one meal a day? Is that one meal a week? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just important to kind of find the balance around the quality. How much quality do you have? Um, the other piece is timing. And then the other piece is what, what makes up the composition of your meals. So making sure that you're having, you know, um, protein at every main meal and, um, you know, a nutrient dense carbohydrate at every, every main meal, mostly for an athlete, two to three servings, to be honest, at a main meal. Most people don't understand what that looks like though. So, um, for me to even say that is probably just a wash over the head, but you know, when you think about an athlete's plate, if I can provide a visual, really, you want a quarter of that to be protein. You want a quarter of that to be um, vegetables and you want half of that to be carbohydrate of some sort. Sometimes if it's if it's prior to an event, um, then a few days leading up to that, you want three quarters of that plate to be a form of a carbohydrate, whether it be you know a grain, whether it be a starchy vegetable, whatever that might be, whether it be fruit, you need a little bit more of that with that little bit of protein. Um, but if you can kind of vision that that's what your main plates look like, and you're doing that at least three times a day and maybe getting in, you know, some form of a combination of that during, you know, other snacks during the day, you're definitely going to be on a way better path. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's really, really good advice. And in a simple, you know, not simple, but a place for people to start that. um, Mm -hmm. Okay. Since I'm a physical therapist, I can't let you go without at least talking about uh, injured athletes a little bit. Yeah. This is something that, um, kind of first sparked my interest a little bit is, um, we'd always have athletes come in that were like rehabbing from say an ACL injury. Um, Mm -hmm. 
which is, you know, an injury that predominantly more so than anything else affects young females. And they're like, well, now I'm out of competition and I'm not practicing. So we start like energies would be really low during workouts or rehab sessions. And we start talking to them about what was going on. And it's like, well, I'm not, it turns out they're not eating as much. And their rationale was like, I'm not in games and practice. I don't need to. Um, I wanted to get your take mm-hmm. on if you have advice for athletes that are out with injuries, what, what, why is nutrition so important? What, oh my gosh, uh, what changes should they or shouldn't make to their normal routine? Okay. This is where quality is kind of everything at this point. Timing is everything. Um, so the biggest thing is what you just said. People cut back during a time where they have to actually maintain because your body requires so much additional energy to properly heal and not just energy, but quality nutrition, right? Number one, you know, protein. So if you weren't doing it before, this is essential to do it now, where again, this will be determined by that person's body composition and, you know, male, female height, all that kind of stuff to know precisely how much protein you need per, you know, per meal, if you will. But you still want to be giving yourself amino acid basically every three hours in some way, shape or form, you know, and, and depending on how many times a day you're going to eat and what you actually need, this is where I can't get specific with numbers, you know, but it's going to look like, you know, 10 to 25 grams of protein per pop, you know. Uh, the second thing is where are your antioxidants coming from? Where are your your uh, vitamins and minerals that actually cut inflammation and that help facilitate that healing? So that's going to be like all of your vegetables. If you, if you don't like vegetables, we got to find a way to get get those things in, you know, even if you like one vegetable, eat a lot of it throughout the day, because it's giving you specific nutrients that are necessary for that healing. Vitamin C is super high. Um, So not only are we going to get that from fruit, but we're going to get that from a broccoli, we're going to get that from our our leafy greens, you know, we're going to get that from there's a lot of vitamin C, believe it or not, in a potato, there's a lot of vitamin C, believe it or not, in popcorn. Um, you know, we can get vitamin C from bell peppers. There's lots of different ways we can, we can get that in. It's getting that type of, of thing in. Um, and like I said, other anti-inflammatory things, um, in particular, getting in some really good for you, uh, dairy, like, you know, no fluff dairy, right. Just good for you, dairy, a cottage cheese, like a plain yogurt, um, you know, good stuff like that, whether you put that in a smoothie, which I, I feel like smoothie during times of healing is one of the easiest, most impactful ways we can take in nutrition because we, we, we get to throw in the stuff we don't like to actually eat and we don't really taste it in a smoothie, you know, depending on what else you're putting with it. So you can get away with putting in that spinach that you may not like. You can get away with you know, you can add pumpkin, who would ever eat pumpkin anyway, unless it's in a pie form, right? <laughs> but pumpkin is so ridiculously phenomenal and high in vitamin A and vitamin C as well, and giving you a ton of potassium and magnesium, all these wonderful, wonderful um, healing things that um, you throw it in, you know, you can throw in all the all the garbage, basically into that, yeah. um, you know, smoothie, and then maybe you have a couple smoothies in the course of a day, you can use them the plain yogurt that's gross on its own and you don't taste it you see what i'm saying but you're getting all of this massive nutrition in in one pop 
you know? Um, so big fan of, of incorporating those types of things. So again, honing in on, on uh, real specific nutrition when you're healing is going to be everything. And I will guarantee we'll heal faster and stronger from it. Yeah. No, I think it's, I think it's so important and we kind of in a very much more simplistic way than uh, since it's not our expertise, we're just like, look, we can't have you cutting back on your nutrition because yes, you're not in practice, but you're working really hard in your rehab and your yep. body's trying to heal itself. And like, you can't just take yep. that energy away from it. You're, you're not going to recover. And, and that's right. Um, it's just one of those myths that drives me nuts. But again, it just won't seem to go away of uh, you should eat less because you're not playing. Right, right. And the only the only thing that you're eating less of is you're not having a pre and post workout. Right. That's all you take out. Exactly. The rest of your day should seriously be the same. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, that was uh, that was excellent. Um, I think people are going to have to listen to this multiple times to get all the uh, all the little. Um, good nuggets of information out of it and have a pen and paper, uh, uh handy. Um, we Make always finish. Notes. Yep. We always finish with a couple of fun, fun little questions just to help people get to know you uh, a little bit better. So, um, what is your favorite kitchen appliance? Oh gosh, right now it's my air fryer. Okay. It's, it's been, it's a savior. It makes everything really good and it. Everything cooks so fast and I love when things are crispy. So yeah, it's my air fryer. <laughs> I don't have one, but after talking to you about this the last couple of times, I think I'm oh, going right. to have to go out yeah. and, and yeah, get one because I've got air fryer envy. Oh my gosh. Well, they're, they're phenomenal. It's amazing what you can do in one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then I know you're a local, uh, you know, kind of Milwaukee uh, person. You're practicing the Tosa area. Do you have a favorite um, restaurant in the, in the Milwaukee area that you like to go to? Um, I think my most favorite restaurant is Cafe Mana, which is in, in Brookfield. Um, that would probably be my most favorite, uh, restaurant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That one's been on our list. It was actually like on our pre COVID list. And then now we have not to eat in forever, but maybe they do yeah. go try it. Absolutely. Okay. And then, uh, we, we always joke that like nutritionists are real people too. You know, they're not like always the most perfect ever. So you have a favorite, favorite kind of, uh, cheat meal or cheat snack that you like to like to have. So I think um, I just have to say it because it's an opportunity that I don't believe in cheat anything <laughs> because food is food. Right. Um, and I incorporate the things that I love in my diet every day. So um, there isn't anything that I, I don't put food on a pedestal. So if I want something, I have it. So like I, I usually, I eat chocolate every day because chocolate's kind of my most favorite thing ever. Yeah. Um, this is, this is know, why you and Lauren get along really well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's, I think that's great advice and a really nice way to phrase that and, um, mm -hmm. and, you know, change people's mindsets about that as well. Definitely. Thank you. All right. Well, I really appreciate the time today. Um, this was so informative and I think any athlete that listens to this is going to get a lot of information, but I think that from my own perspective, something that people should takeaway from this is that nutrition is in some ways it can be simple. Um, but it's much more complicated than that. And I would really encourage people to reach out to a professional. If this is something that you are struggling with, um, again, you know, Lauren and I are both 
relatively knowledgeable people about the body. We have backgrounds in this and I've learned a ton from working with Nicole or someone else like Nicole, um, because it is an area that, that can make a huge difference. And, um, there's a lot more to it than you can possibly read in one blog on the internet. So, oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) In that, in that vein, um, where can people that are listening to this learn about more about you and what you're doing? Sure. Um, they can visit my website, uh, wayoflifenutrition.com. Uh, they can also, uh, listen to the podcast and go to the website for the podcast, which is, uh, between two pastries.com. Um, <laughs> and if you go to my shop too, on my website, um, I offer a lot of different, um, uh, educational PowerPoints and, and things like that too. If, if, you're just kind of wanting to sleuth around on your, on your own. So at, at least, you know, you'll be getting, um, you know, good information. Nothing yes. <laughs> hokey. That's, yeah. That's so important these days. Yeah. So that's perfect. I will get those in the show notes. Um, so people can, can look those up and find you online and, and reach out that way. So, uh, again, thank you so much for your time. Um, I really do think we'll have to do this again soon. We could yeah. talk about a host of other things. Yeah. Um, athletes with disordered eating, uh, endurance athletes, weight loss, et cetera. The rest could go on and on. So love it. We'll, we'll do this again uh, and, and dive into some other other uh, uh, things and see if we can dispel some more myths. Awesome. All right. Thank well, you thank- so much, Michael. This is great. Yes. Thank you. And thanks to everyone for listening. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new that will help you achieve your goals. If you did, we would love for you to head over to Instagram and search MKE Sports Podcast. Like, follow, or comment on today's episode. If you have questions, comments, topics, or guest suggestions, reach out through that Instagram account. Your feedback will help us make this podcast as relevant and informative as possible. If you have additional time, we'd appreciate your help in spreading this information. If you could head over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review, it will help us spread the word to more athletes in the greater Milwaukee area. Have a great day, and we will see you next time.